I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Introducing the new loaded scratchers from DC Lottery. These scratchers are loaded with cash prizes of 50. $100, $500, $1,500, and $5,000, and chances to win up to $250,000. These games are absolutely stuffed, jammed, overflowing. You might even say, loaded? Play the games that are packed with $7.5 million in cash prizes. Get your loaded scratchers today. Offer deadline on Oak Street, aisle three. Welcome to the housing market. I'm with Redfin, and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Bidding war at the offer's counter in five minutes. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. The Fearless Curious Soul, Goldilocks Productions presents The Deep Reading, <laughs> connecting you to your soul show. This is Suzanne Wyman, The Deep Psychic. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Think about what we're talking about today in the commentary and uh, see what part of it you relate to. Excuse me. I want you to feel included and know that if this conversation resonates to you and who and what you are as an individual, then you are part of something greater than yourself. The universe is connecting to you, answering your questions, answering your prayers. So today is a sacred day. Today is Monday, Thursday, the Last Supper and Passover. And I want to welcome you, and I want to um, take a moment to just observe that this is really a holy day together. Before I started the show today, I took and I pulled a card and asked what the message was about, and the message was about fellowship. Together today, we talk about how we belong to each other and how we are connected with one another, and um, that's what's really important today. So the theme of our show today is going to be a question that was posed to me by um, 
a lifelong friend of mine. And this is the question. And uh, what are we to do now in these times to keep mentally, spiritually, intelligently engaged when all else is shut down? most obvious answer to that is, of course, that we are still connected in our spiritual selves and we are connected to something greater than ourselves and we don't know why this has happened, but we trust and we move forward and we keep our thinking positive. But the primary thought is is that we move forward. Today I have a wonderful guest with me. I have somebody who keeps me inspired, helps me to touch back to some of my most primary pieces of information, foundation information that... I often don't think about it. I think sometimes I just get so involved in work. So anytime uh, my guest is ready to be dropped into the live call, please just drop this person in with me. Sometimes I think in my work, because I'm consistently working on a daily basis or at least five days a, work, a week, um, I think sometimes I have forgotten some of the more um, primary conversations, some of the conversations that are based in the elements of balance and based in the foundation. So um, this person has given me uh, a way to look at that uh, in a way that makes me feel good, and it also uh, reminds me that you know, the beginner's mind, the open beginner's mind is often the one that achieves the most and the greatest because that open mind process is really what is most receptive. Okay, so let's see where my guest is. No, no guest. Okay, um, let's see. So um, there's sort of like a simple concept at play and um, Charles Fillmore, um, the founder of Unity, he wrote a great book called The Twelve Powers of Man. And in there, he takes and he assigns an apostle to each one of the chakras. And, 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 and. Sharon, are you there? Sharon, are you there? Sharon, are you there? Sharon, are you there? Hello? Hello? Unmuted. Unmuted. Muted, 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 muted. Okay. Hi. Okay. Sharon, are you there? 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 I have an echo. So um let's see let's see if I can I can get her. Uh uh Sharon, are you there? Sharon, are you there? Hmm. Okay, we've got a technical okay, glitch. All right. So what he did was is that um, Charles Fillmore took um, the concept of each one of the apostles and he assigned each one of them with their power and their strength to each one of the chakras. And so. I always find it the most interesting that when we get to the solar plexus chakra, that it has three separate um, points to it. It has the point on the back of it, it has the point in the front of it, and it has the point to the side, and it's order, wisdom, and strength. And so when we take and we think about, we think about the use of our chakras, this is the last chakra that addresses our animal nature issues. So um, after that, we evolve 
into our next chakra, and that becomes our heart energy. And that's the first time that we cross over into the process of being, um, cross over into being spiritual in the sense of the energy entering into our body as a spiritual being. So I think that it's an age process. Um, hi, Sharon. Hi, Suzanne. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to get to you, but I did, finally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> it's just been a little bit nerve-wracking today because everybody is using conference calling systems, Zoom systems, and using their phones by far more than they have at any other time. So we're just going to go with it, though. We're fine. And you made it, so that's the part that really matters. And I appreciate you so much for doing that. Oh, well, I'm glad to be here. Oh, good. Very good. So um, you and I have had a couple of conversations, a couple of short telephone conversations, and you're somebody who has a lot of experience in talking with psychics and using their advice to improve your world and to improve your own personal life. So just any story, the first story that comes to mind, would you like to share that with us, please? In regards to a psychic? A psychic that helped you make an improvement in your life. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, I I have several. Good. Um, Let's see. After my um, sister-in-law passed away from cancer at age 50, um, my husband and I had a bed and breakfast in Mendocino. And my daughter had given me a psychic's number that a friend of hers used. So I called her, and because I had passed over before, I kind of wanted to know um, if she knew where she was or if she could contact her. And so I, I called her, and she did tell me that she had passed over and that she was um, in a very light uh, city of Light, and that she was helping people on the other side, hmm. on this side, right. with other people who were with her. They they are helping the earth. Um. And she told me that I would see a hologram of her. Hmm. Um, and I, she told me a bunch of other things about some people who worked in the end and what would happen to them. Um, she's a more of a medium, right? Um, and that we had our in for sale then, and um, that we would sell it. That there would be a problem with a brother-in-law, and I was only thinking of my own brother-in-law. She said he was a lawyer, which my brother-in-law was. Oh, anyway, I diverse. Anyway, um, we. We did sell the inn, and there was a problem with the lady's brother who was a lawyer, <laughs> which was interesting. But uh-huh. we 
we eventually made it and sold the inn. And then um, one night I was laying in bed after we had finished up at the inn, and all of a sudden I saw this white energy come toward me. It was, you know, like kind of like the ghost you see at Disneyland or you see on TV. It's a bunch of white fluff moving toward me. And I, and I, I looked at it. I was kind of frightened because this had never happened to me before. And all of a sudden I looked down and her hands were so clear that I could, t- I could almost reach out and touch them. In her hands she was holding like a doll, and the doll had red eyes, and it scared the heck out of me. And as soon as I got scared, this hologram just backed up and disappeared. And so I called the psychic to tell her what had happened, and she said she was giving me a message that my guardian angel is always with me and looking out for my well-being. Oh, that's so helpful. So, <clears throat> so the best part I, li- I liked of your story was the part where you said the psychic told you that there would be a problem with a brother-in-law, and you thought it was yours, but the psychic was right. There was a problem with the brother-in-law, just not in the right. expected <laughs> Not way. the one I thought. Right. It is so interesting when that happens. And right. I think... I think the thing that's interesting is is that you spotted it as soon as it happened. You go, oh, this is what the psychic was talking about. You understood. And, right. And the other thing is is that, you know, saying goodbye to your sister-in-law because she died so early in her life, um, you know, it, it's hard. And I think, this is my own opinion, I think that sometimes those messages and those visions and everything else come to comfort us in order to tell us we are eternal beings. There is another yes. place that we, we go to. And that when we right. trust that, we get those messages, we get that comfort, we get that support, we get that clarity. So that the beauty of that story is really interesting because you would have to be very open in order to receive it. Because even though you were afraid, it didn't stop you from going through the whole experience. Right. So that's good. I know that when I passed over to the other side, mm-hmm. the, the first thing when I came back that stayed with me was that I didn't go anywhere. I was the exact same as I am on the earth. I felt the same. I was the same. It's like yeah. people think when they die, that's the end of them. Right. But I was exactly the same. Right. Except is- I had no pain, and it was just unbelievable euphoria. Right. Right. So that's that's the um, the individual who um, fears death is the individual who doesn't believe that there is an eternal experience. Um, and the individual who goes towards the light and enters into the light and becomes part of the cosmos, the universe, um, the Christ consciousness, whatever you refer to it as, there's many ways of addressing that process. 
goes to that process and experiences it with an open and joyous heart. But that is one of the most interesting things in listening to you talk is how open and joyous you are in your life experience and how you are very accepting. So do you have time for one more story with us, um, Sharon? It would be lovely, just one more story that you like. Something uplifting. Oh, that I like? (laughs) Yeah, that you like. Um, That applies to psychics or any other story? Well, that applies to psychics. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The one that applies to psychics, you know, we need that one because we're, you know, I'm a psychic. So let me me do your reading. Let me do your reading really quick on the air. First of all, you're somebody who really understands structure, foundation, and what is the... um, what is the most important things in this world? For you, you always look for what is the direction of a process. Is it north? Is it south? Is it east? Is it west? So you're very much concerned with the process of foundation. You have been able to be a risk taker just because you get a great deal of freedom in your own thinking of once you get the foundation in place, then you feel incredibly free. You're not afraid of moving. You're not afraid of life itself. And you're not afraid of dying. Um, you treat each day as if it was your last day, but you would have to live with what you did in that day forever. So that's a very high spiritual vibration energy to live at. It's a huge commitment. Very few people can do that. In fact, there's a religious process founded on that thinking. And so your ability to take and move and use light and to help people heal is your gift. And so my wish for you on this day, because today is a holy day, my wish for you is that you find a receptive group that is appreciative of your talent and your healing capabilities and embrace you and that you find a place to do, you know, that piece of work, which is really what your gift is about. Oh, thank you. That's so beautiful. And true. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So we've got time for you to share one more quick story. It really goes quick when you're in a conversation. Isn't it quick? We're almost done. Yes, it's quick. It's very fast. (laughs) Let's see. Um, Do you want that psychic or another psychic? Whatever psychic you want. You really understand how to work with psychics. I don't know, but it just happened. And it just, you know... I don't know that I do, but I trust them. Yeah. Um, this psychic also told me that someone in my who worked for us in the end, who was a godsend to us, would have um, two girls. And this person told me she never wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. And so years passed and years passed, and I, I just forgot all about it. And one day she called me up and told me that she's pregnant. Wow. And and then a few years later, she was pregnant again, and she ended up having two girls, <laughs> which which was absolutely amazing. Oh well, isn't that isn't that interesting? We do change as we um, age, and our circumstances change. Our opinion about what's important and what we want do change. So that is a good thing. And um, yeah, Sharon, you've been really you've been really good. You've been open. What is 
I want to ask you for one last thing before I let you go, because I know you've got things you've got to go do and take care of. What would you say <clears throat> if, if you were to take and give somebody a small piece of advice about how to receive a psychic reading, what would your one piece of advice be? Because you certainly are a practice hand at listening to psychics. Uh, well, a therapist told me when I was going to see a very famous psychic called Avery, who was um, President Reagan's wife's psychic, who oh, yeah. contacted her all the time for information. Right. And I told my therapist I was going to see her. I felt, I felt confident and assured because she was a famous psychic that someone important that I respected used. And so she told me not to give her any information, huh. um, to just just let her be with me and read me. Don't ask her any questions, just, you know, to be myself. Okay. I don't know if other psychics appreciate that or not, but um, that's what she told me, that's what happened, and she ended up giving me a lot of good guidance and advice. Yeah, I like the fact that people say, I don't want to give you any information, because people say that. But some people take it one step too far, and they, they act like a stone, and they don't interact with me, and they don't, they don't say, well, yeah, that's true, or they don't say, well, yeah, I, I understand what you're talking about. I don't really need a lot of feedback. I need a little bit. But some people take that, that piece of advice there too far, your, advice, your therapist added the one piece that's very important for you to be yourself. And so I know mm -hmm. you. And so you could smile and you could engage and you could nod. You don't give any information away when you do that. You're simply right. Right? So you don't just sit there like a right. stone and say, I'm not going to give anything away. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. But she didn't want me to have like a list of things I want to know. I think something like that. Yes, that's very true. Because the psychic doesn't know where it's going to go with the information. We generally go with what is most pressing in your mind, and then that's how we work forward. So um, I see. Yeah, so like whatever's most pressing in your life, we talk about that first. And so if before you came to get your psychic reading, you were concerned about your dog being left alone at home, we're going to talk about your dog first. And you're mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. the dog is fine, I'm okay. Um, mm -hmm. So I think sometimes people don't really think about what energy is like when it comes off of a person. And then we ask the person to concentrate on what they want to talk about. And people, the first thing people say is they go, well, I have so many things I want to talk about. That might be true, but concentrating on the thing that is most important to you is the thing that's going to be most rewarding. So your, so your therapist's advice was good because... If you don't have expectation, you're more open, and then that energy does flow. Very informative. That's yeah. really good information. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but you you are you're you're naturally open, and you said the very key word, which is is that you trust psychics, and good psychics, yes. obviously. Um, you know, it, it, there is no way to generate the energy. I mean, it just happens. 
and you can move forward. If somebody's very, uh, the difference between a professional and an amateur psychic is, is that a professional psychic can always find something to talk about with an individual, even if they're um, closed off, rigid, and opinionated, and have high expectations. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> um, no, it yeah. does. It, it does. I understand. Yeah, I know. I know you do, yeah. Um, but the more open and receptive an individual is, the easier it is for us to access information. And so it goes in layers. And as the person, the thing I think that people do is that I've had people say to me, no, oh, no, you're absolutely wrong. And then at the end of the reading, they say to me, they go, you know, in the beginning when you talked about this, that's what I really want to talk about. And I look at them and I think, well, why did you say no to me then? The only thing you can say to a, a psychic that doesn't throw their energy off is that you can say, I, that could be true. I just need to think about it for a, a minute. And then that way I don't mm-hmm. close the door on that. Because what's the point of me pushing harder to pull the energy out if that person says no, I mean, as soon as the person says no, I just close that door of energy and move to the next point. Mm-hmm. That so, totally makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Sharon, if I need somebody to talk with me and visit and explain how psychics work, would you be willing to come and talk to me again? Sure. I'd love it. Oh, good. I would love it. Well, all right. Well, thank you so very much. You've been fabulous. And I thank you for being you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Okay. Bye. Thank I enjoyed you. it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. That was a lot of fun. Actually, it was a lot more fun than I ever expected. So that was kind of an enjoyable little process. Uh I've got another um I've got another person who's going to be coming on and having a conversation. Let's see if we can find that person. It's a day of some technical difficulties going on, so nothing is really moving very smoothly. But, you know, that doesn't actually it doesn't actually really mean anything. It just means that, you know, life is in session. So, let's see what do we got? Okay. All right. Let's do an astrology update. Let's do the full moon astrology update. That would be absolutely fabulous. Hello, Katharina. Hi. How are you? How are, good. How are you? Good. What do we got going on today in the land of the full moon of astrology? Well, as I don't know why I'm still amazed by this every time I do it, but you're, you know, you pulled the card for fellowship, and that's the theme of today. And of course, our full moon in Libra is all about, um, you know, how we can come together and support one another. So, um, you tell me how how um, much you want me to break down and go into the the root. You know, I like breaking down the the moon and the the sign and what all that means, but we can also just talk about the aspect. So you tell me how far you want to go. Go. Just go. Okay. All right. So so moon in astrology governs our emotions. Um, you know, in your birth chart it indicates what provides us with a sense of home and security. 
Um, it's governed, you know, it relates to the mother. It's a, we regard it as a female planet. Um, it talks about our intuition and, um, you know, really just really relates to our feelings and emotions. And, you know, a lot of our feelings and emotions can come from past experiences. So it's kind of opposite the sun where the sun is, you know, what reflects our present here and now, um, the moon kind of goes into our past a little bit. So we have moon, you know, we have moon uh, transits. It changes every two and a half days, and it goes through all 12 zodiac signs within a month, right, within 27 and a half days. So, um, you know, a lot of people, I think, identify with moon energy, and we can feel it when there's a full moon. I mean, even, um, you know, there's a kind of a common thing in hospitals or, um, you know, babies are born around the full moon or ER rooms are full around the full moon. So I think right. in common pop culture, it's a pretty um, identifiable astrological aspect, right? So, and, and it's identifiable every night, right? We see it. So um, Libra is, is all about balance. Uh, the Venus is its ruling planet. It's the seventh sign of the zodiac, which means it's opposite Aries. So where Aries is that first sign of the zodiac and really about the most personal, um, you know, Libra focuses on how we relate to others. So Aries is about self. Libra focuses about how we relate to our relationships, basically. So, and I like Libra. It's you know, diplomatic, it's all about harmony, right? Right. Um, it, is, it is also it's interesting easy. that Libra doesn't have a placement on the body. Talk about the placement that, that Libra has. Every other sign has a placement on the body, and Libra doesn't have a place on the body. Wow. I mean, well, so Libra is kind of interesting because it's not... Um, it's it's not really a sign. It's not really um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's in between Virgo and Scorpio, right? So some astrologers would say it's com- it's a combination of those two um, stars in our constellation. It's a com- combination of those two constellations. That's the word I was looking for. So I actually have that. Um, Libra resides in the body in in the kidneys. Okay. So when we picture it um, in the ancient format, it was pictured as a set of reins that you take and you grab the reins. And then later on we took and we said Libra was the one who ruled justice. So it is kind of Mm -hmm. an interesting, it's more, um, I mean, obviously starting a law practice in Libra would be more beneficial for the law practice. It would be more beneficial for the clients. It would be more beneficial for the judicial system. It would create a lot more balance. Um, But it is taking the reins. So people that have, um, you know, Libra, they have to pay attention to their kidney energy, right? Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of, it's interesting because that's kind of a natural balance in the body, right? Like yes. we have two kidneys, it's a balancing organ. Yes. And they have to work together. So, um, so with this moon in Libra, um, yeah, it's all, it's all about us 
to start thinking about how we can come together um, to support one another uh, rather than getting stuck or bogged down in our own personal lives. Um, mm. So this is a super full moon. And, um, and so it occurred, it actually occurred yesterday and the day before, but with moon aspects, we kind of feel them a few days before and a few days after. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's just kind of a time to, Go ahead. It, so it's just a time to pay attention to our emotional state and just kind of be aware of all of our self-care and then uh, relationships with others. Okay. What a great what a great emotional reminder for what's going on today that we need to keep ourselves balanced. It isn't just about us. It's about other people too. And that's good. I um, thanks for thanks for having a conversation with us. And is there a specific aspect? That is um, about today. I thought I thought Thursday was Mars. Um, Thursdays were ruled by Mars. So, um, well, so there is a, a Mars square Uranus that's going on currently, but I was thinking about talking about that next week because we have that going on for a couple weeks. Cool. Well, will will you join me next week and um, share your insight one more time? Of course. Oh, good. Have a great afternoon. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Uh, it's so interesting to tune into the astrology of a situation because we've been talking about the astrology of what's going on at the moment and the different stages and and uh, what we can expect and how it works for us. I've got another person on today, which was a rather, um, it was kind of popular with several people that I know. They wanted to um, listen to the animal communicator. So I've asked our um, animal communicator to join us and to share her insights with us. And Hello. Hey, Kara, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Really good. Introduce yourself. Tell people how they can get in touch with you and your name and everything. Sure. I'm Kara with Pets Eye View, spelled out the full I, like E-Y-E, PetsEyeView.com. Uh-huh. And um, they can reach me at 949-282-3506 um, on the web, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, and I'm just here to talk with you today about how when we're all in a little bit of a lockdown, if you were, if you will, uh, keep our animals healthy and energetically and emotionally healthy, and take care of each other. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, you know, those of you who have anxious dogs, especially or anxious animals, you may have noticed that when there's less going in and out of the house. Uh, that they are calming down a lot because their pack is always with them. Uh, and But if you're feeling anxious because you have friends or relatives who, uh, or you yourself are ill with COVID, for example, um, they may be taking on or trying to take on a little bit too much of your emotional energy. So it's important that we ground our pets just like we would ground ourselves um, if you know about clearing chakras or 
spinning your own chakras. You need to be doing that for yourself, but also for your pet. It's also mm-hmm. a good idea for the anxious guys to actually, I, I call it rubbing their butt, like just rubbing the base of their spine because that's where they're most grounded. And right. if you notice, like, I don't know if you've ever had a dog who's quite alert and, like, notices every sound and never looks quite fully asleep even when they're sort of relaxed. Um, it's because they're usually living from their heart up, and so they're forward-focused all the time. And rubbing their butts and rubbing the base of their back feet, feet help them feet, <laughs> help them to feel warmer and, and connected to the earth. And also, if you happen to be a highly emotional person, either during this particular time or just things throw you off kilter a lot, it's really important in my practice. I really, I emphasize the importance of jobs for animals, but the mm-hmm. right jobs. And one of the jobs I don't like people to give their animals is to be their healers because they don't have the right. same ability to ground and push out that negative energy. And it can right. kind of sometimes make them not feel good. So I like people to sweep their hands over the animal's body without touching the fur, but just mm-hmm. sweep their hands over it and say, "Let's thank you for being my friend, but my emotions are not your emotions, and please get rid of them every day. Okay. So those are a couple of tips. I like it. I really like it. So you're telling us that a, that a dog or a cat's um, first, chakra is centered at the base of their spine and that when we take and we talk to them and we pet them softly and we give them a little um, uh, back end rub, a little back um, rub there, they, um, yeah. they get more grounded, they get less anxious and they get more calming and um, you're right, I don't think it's really, I, I think that sometimes animals make an agreement to help and be a healer and I think that sometimes people um, ask too much of an animal. In my observation, and I am no way an animal communicator like you, um, my observation is, is that animals don't have quite as many chakras as humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think that's true. Um, and, you know, we're not asking people to become chakra experts on this call, <laughs> certainly. But just, but just knowing that, you know, the even for ourselves, we ask ourselves to, like, walk out and ground our feet in the barefoot grass, right? Uh, the animals need their feet rubbed to be reminded, you know, um, and and to feel connected to you but not like they're responsible for you. If people yeah. go to my website at PetsIVU.com, you're prompted to download an ebook, and it's called Give Your Pet a Purpose. And it talks about all the purposes that animals will take on even when you haven't decided what their purpose is and things about naming and the importance of naming um, and how to give a very anxious animal um, the kind of job that will make them feel successful. Because, you know, we've all had animals once in a while where we're like, oh, the poor thing is always the back (laughs) of the pack, right? You know, and so... Like, how do you make that animal feel awesome even though they're not going to be your rock star, right? And amazingly, when you do that and you give that animal 20 items of praise a day for just being the one that sits perfectly on the bed, all of a sudden they might be ready for a more powerful job in six months. It's really interesting. That is really interesting because the animals, the animal... um 
they want to be part of a pack, and that is what's most important to them. They're very much like humans. Humans want to belong. And so um, everybody has their position of how they feel they belong, and if you receive um, acknowledgement, support, and rewards for it, then you become more powerful. Kira, you're a great conversation. Come on and do this with me again. You're fabulous. I would love to. I would love to. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day, and I will talk to you really soon. Okay. Bye, Susan. Bye-bye. Okay, if you want to call me and talk to me, you can call me at 714-400-7384. And it's Suzanne Wyman. Uh, always looking for interesting people to call and talk to on my show. So um, today's show has gone, actually considering some of the technical problems, has gone really um, amazingly smooth. So it's really good. Love the animal communicator conversation. Uh, humans are so reliant on animals, and uh, we really we really need to take and give them something back. Tell them they're doing a good job. Tell them that we love them. Tell them they're perfect just the way they are. Sort of things you would like to hear, too. So I've got another person who's going to have a conversation with us, and I hope this is enjoyable. And let's see if we can uh, get my next caller going. Okay. Hello, Suzanne. Hey, Darity. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Really good. Darity, this is a fabulous, fabulous show, Suzanne. This has been so fabulous. Oh, you're so good. The moon you and are... the moon and Libra and the animal communicator and you're reading with the for Sharon, my God, that's fabulous, fabulous. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really enjoying it, and thank you for for having me here. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's wonderful. Tardy, introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell people how they can get in touch with you. Introduce yourself. You're wonderful. Thank you, thank you. My name is Dorothy Wesley, and <clears throat> my website is DorothyWesley.com. And I have another website called TameThatMonkeyMind.com. And (laughs) and I send out a monthly love letter called Love from the Lotus Womb. And if anyone wants to sign up, they can just sign up on my website. And in that, I talk about the forces at play in the universe and and what's going on and and kind of my read on what I think is going on out there in the world. And uh, so I... I just kind of send that out to people all over the world, and and that's uh, something that's what I do. Okay, <laughs> I call myself okay. a modern day oracle, not modern a psychic, but a modern day oracle, indeed. Okay. And yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing because I don't think I ever really asked you to specify that, but I kind of have a. As soon as you said that, I thought I really have a specific question. So, so you know, you share a lot of information and. What do you, I mean, I think that astrologically we're going through a change. I think, um, you know, it's a huge shift, and I think that people oh, are yeah. afraid of change because, you know, change is change. You just don't know what's going to happen next. Exactly but, right. But really, when we really trust the universe and we really believe the universe, we take and try and use this time you know, in a way that's productive and keep ourselves on track and remember that, you know, fellowshipping with other human beings, even though change is going to come, 
welcome the change, don't welcome the change, doesn't matter, the change is going to happen. Um, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be different. It's been a long time since we've had this aspect hit the planet, so it's, it's kind true, of a true. So so it's Some, interesting. Something guys. I heard, mm-hmm. Suzanne. Something I heard from uh, from an astrological standpoint. I was at a, a astrology program earlier uh, la- last year, and um, that's one of the things they talked about. Is there there's so many cycles, uh, planetary cycles that are coming together between 2020 and 2030. So this is just kind of a, the beginning of a, a huge transformation. I mean, Pluto evidently is in a place where it was, uh, you know, at the American Revolution. And Uranus and Taurus is at a time of the Great Depression. And so there's right. these kind of cycles, small and large, that I right. think are really impacting the transition that we're going through at this time. And that's that's why this... What you do is of such value to people to help keep them uh, on a broader scale about what it is that they need to know that you you have that ability to put out there to them, and I think that is just just marvelous and wonderful and something that's so needed by so many people. So I I love that you're doing this show, and I I really um, I think it's important that others learn more about your abilities and how important it is that you you can provide that that support and help to others. You know, it's an interesting thing because I think that when we really connect and we really connect to the people who who appreciate us and we really share yeah. our knowledge, then we truly are in the gift zone. And when we're in the gift zone, then we have opportunity to demonstrate our area of genius and expertise. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting cycle. So. You change things, you change the order of things, what is the most important thing, and you <clears throat> focus on something different. People, you know, have a tendency to think, well, it, it should be the way it was. And that's what mm-hmm. they want. They want yes. it to be the way it was. But nothing yeah. really is ever the way it was, you know. So. Oh. I mean, even if it's a small thing. I mean, I've heard women say, "Well, I really want to be—I really want to be the same size that I was when I was 22." Now they're talking to me in their <laughs> 60s, and I say, right. "You know what? You—you can—you yeah. can obtain your ideal weight, but you're not going to be the same size and shape that you were 40 years ago." You know that? No. You know, <clears throat> you know, there's something better, um, but it's not going to be the same. So, no. Yeah. That's and that's what I think we're experiencing right now. Is yes. this shift, uh, and and I and people say I can't wait till we get back to normal, and I I am constantly reminding people there will be no normal. I mean, there will be a new normal, what I'm calling the new reality, uh, as right. we change and as we step into our compassionate nature and our kindness and our and our love, and we and we put those kind of energies out there in the world. That's where it's going to shift. That's why we yeah. won't have any normal. We'll have a new reality. Now, there's going to yeah. be people that will not go there. I mean, there's certain people that they don't care about that. They want to get back to consumerism or whatever it is that they were doing before, and that's okay. But there's going to be this, in my opinion, there's going to be this separation of worlds, and, and there's just going to be, well, that's a big shift. What's going on? <laughs> so, you know, it is kind of a, it's it's such a, you know, we've gotten into such a complicated world where I even hesitate to say what, what I think really I'm observing. But I did yeah. notice, I did notice that when we went into Mercury retrograde this year, 
I, mm-hmm. The first thing that happened was is that there were several people that died. I mean, I think we were 12 hours into it, and I got phone calls from different people. And I thought, yeah. wow, this Mercury retrograde, we're going to see more people die during this retrograde than we probably ever will see again. And now I don't really know if that's true. And these were not people that died of the current pandemic. It right. was people that right. died. They they died. So, yeah. you know, it, it's it's, you know, when you understand that you're an eternal being and that you really don't die and that you are part right. of the universe and you go forward, yeah. then there really isn't any fear. The pain is with the people that remain behind because exactly. they want they want the life with that person and life is for the living and that that, you know, I I don't I personally don't do medium work not because I don't believe in it or I don't think it has any value. I've just seen uh-huh. that in my own life I have so much work in dealing with the living that I just have kept my focus there. And I'm not saying I haven't had messages where I gave somebody a message, you know, an angelic message or I gave them, yeah, you know, a message yeah. from the other side. But yeah. as far as in my daily practice, no. I keep it right, right here in the living. Uh-huh. So I've droned on and on. Talk about, first of all, I want to say the monkey mind, and I don't even know if this is right, but the monkey mind is that part of your animal nature that knows the right thing to do without having to really think. So that's how I think of the monkey mind. And you Mm -hmm. have to correct me and explain that to me. Well, I'm not sure it knows the right thing to do. Physically. But it, it, it may, yeah, physically, yeah. <laughs> now, what, what, I call, what I call the monkey mind, the monkey mind, right? The monkey mind. What, what do you say that's a monkey mind? Well, to me, it's that typical mind chatter. You know, things to do, fears to fear, childhood dramas to relive, worries to have, you know, judgments to make about other people, ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And then creating uh, what-if scenarios. You know, well, I could have, would have, should have said this. And, oh, if I'd have done this and if I'd have done that. Right. And, you know, you get off into that stuff. Now, the monkey mind is a, bu- a Buddhist term, a Buddhist term, okay. which really blew my mind because I've been using it for years when I found that out. And what it means uh, from the Buddhist perspective is unsettled, restless, indecisive, uncontrollable. Buddha said that the mind is like a bunch of drunken monkeys. So, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on. And, and I think given the times that we're living in right now, too, that, uh, you know, and this it's very important that we keep our monkey mind um, at bay. You know, we keep it at bay. We keep our wits about us, and we keep the monkey mind at bay because that monkey mind can really do a lot to uh, disturb our inner, our inner peace. Right? And so... I've got a Facebook page called Tame That Monkey Mind, and I've been putting up for the last, I don't know, five weeks, I've been putting up, every, month, every week, I've been putting up a Dear Monkey Mind letter. And this week was, Dear Monkey Mind, as we traverse this new reality, please um, be quietly eat some bananas. Please, thank you. <laughs> so, okay. so it's like, you know, practices, it's a practice, of course, and the practices are that we, um, but we keep it we keep it tamed down. That we don't let it run away. You know, we have fifty thousand thoughts a day, and and uh, we need to manage and monitor our thoughts. And and <clears throat> managing and taming that monkey mind is part of that. And that that to me is part of your theme for today with regard to fellowship. And 
And, and what do we need to do in these tough times, intellectually, spiritually, to bring ourselves to a place of peace and calm as we go through these changes? And that part of that, in my opinion, is taming that much mind. Okay. So I remember now you and I, um, I got off tangent, but you and I talked about the monkey mind being the inner critic. The inner critic is, is the one who brings about doubt, makes you question mm-hmm. yourself. And um, mm-hmm. so the calm, the tamed monkey mind, it serves in a way that's productive. It doesn't divert you Absolutely. with, like you said, childhood dramas and unfinished business right. from the childhood. The inner right. critic. You know, here's the interesting thing that I have experienced in talking with people, unless they spent some real time evaluating themselves. I say to them, I go, when you say that, and I hear them say something, they say a rote quote or a rote remark. They say it just in a mm-hmm. rote way. I say, who, who is yeah. that? When they, who is that yeah. that says that? Yeah. And they collect yeah. this. They go, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like... <laughs> You know, you say that, and they go, well, I never thought about that. And I said, well, who said that to you? And then, generally speaking, not always, because some people are very blocked, I say, oh, well, you know, my mother always said that to me. My my mother, my grandmother, my father, whatever, some other person said it. And they're completely unaware that they're not using their own voice, and they're just making this this rote remark, you know, So as an observer, because it's not nice to correct people, because correction is a criticism. If you, cor- if you understand somebody, you don't need to say, well, you didn't pronounce this word correctly. That's a criticism. Exactly. That's corrections or, yeah. Corrections or criticism. If you don't understand somebody, you say to them, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What's that mean? You're friendly mm-hmm. about it, okay? But I found that people... Um, they're just completely unaware that they are speaking from somebody else's voice and they don't know that that other voice is, you know, actually holding this conversation and they are completely unconscious. And what what can we do with the unconscious, you know, it's that philosophical question, the unexamined life is not worth living. Right. Well, you know, so, you know, Suzanne, I've come to the realization from me, from my point of view, that mm-hmm. um, that there are people who just, that's what they want. They don't want to find out who they are. <laughs> they don't care. And it's like, well, okay then, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm always amazed because to me that's the curiosity about life and what's going on is like my blood. And then when, I, and when you find someone that just, no, no, that's got nothing to do with me. I don't want to. <laughs> no. You know? So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> really? Oh, oh. I don't. I really oh, yeah. don't mind if there's a person who's unconscious, unaware, and they're sleeping and they're sleepwalking through life and they're yeah, yeah. they're paralyzed, they're hypnotized, yep. whatever you want to call it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it's unconscious. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But don't Ooh. ask me to solve your problems. You know. Indeed. <laughs> Do not ask me to solve your problems. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But you've talked about this now in a way that I really, really understand um, the Buddha quote. Um, mm-hmm. And Buddha, Buddha, I have one of Buddha's favorite, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Buddha 
is he talks about the dream state is the only mm. state where we are completely free of illusions. Ah, so, nice. So I think that um, I think that in this in this work towards spirituality and the understanding of spirituality and our unconscious state and how we're connected to the universe because the universe does support us. Um, I think a lot of people really have ignored the value and the meaning of what your dreams are about. So, you know, that's my encouragement for today is, is to try dream journaling, recording your dreams. Um, even if they don't make sense to you, um, I consider myself an expert at dream interpretation. And so um, that's the monkey mind doesn't show up in the dream, by the way. No, uh uh-uh. <laughs> they are bizarre. They are bizarre. I can't wait to hear more about that from you. <laughs> My dreams are bizarre. Are they really? <laughs> some of them. Yeah, oh, cool. some of them. Yeah. Let's do one. Yeah, they're out Let's there. Do one. Okay. Uh, well, you know, yeah. Today's today's show had a couple of technical difficulties. We got started a little bit late, so I don't actually know where I am in my time frame. So, um, if you would. I mean, I think that it really is about supporting one another. It is about being kind and loving and enjoying the fellowship. I feel like I've connected with you, even though I've been on the telephone with you. I haven't met you in person. There's a great deal of passion in the dialogue between you and I, and I enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. So um, if you were to leave us with one wonderful thought, what is your one thought that you would leave us with? One wonderful thought. Yeah. I'd say check your monkey mind. <laughs> okay. How? 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 Well, there's many ways you can meditate, but the most important thing, I think, is bringing yourself back to the present moment because the monkey mind wants to take us on rides. And mm-hmm. so the best thing is, no, 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 get back here. Let's be here now. So you look okay. at your desk. You look at your, look out the window. You look at the you look at the rain, you look at whatever you're looking at and bring yourself back to the present moment. And that stops the monkey mind. It'll start up again, okay. but you've got to bring yourself back to the present moment again. So that's it. That's, that's, the pre- the off present? The top of my, off the top of my head. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I mean, Eckhart Tolle talks about that. Um, Charles Fillmore talks about that. Um, yes. Michael Beckwith. It's been around for a long time. Ram Dass in the Be Here Now book back in the 70s, yeah. Right. What about Buddha? That's right, Buddha first started. Buddha, yeah. Buddha. yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's talk, let's talk about, you've talked about visual cues, but I think that one of the ways I bring myself back into the present is through um, being able to breathe because it sounds so, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, re- taking yeah, a breath. relaxing Bringing breath. Bringing your attention, yep, yeah. yeah. And then... Yeah. And then if you're, I mean, there are times when things are difficult. And, you know, 30 seconds later, you know, back to that process. Exactly. Go back to the breath. Go, yeah. So Exactly. Great, great advice because, truthfully, the past is gone. We can't heal it. Um, you know, we have to have clarity about it, but we can't heal it. Um, nope. But we really need to be present. Really, really right. need to be present because that's all we really like, got. Is go ahead. Yeah, I like that's one one of the things that I heard long, long, long time ago when from Wayne Dyer back in one of his first mm-hmm. books, uh, 
you know, the erroneous zones. And he talked about yeah. being in a boat. And if you're on the back of the boat, looking off the back of the boat, looking into the past, you can't direct your boat which way you're going to go. I go, who is that, kid? <laughs> you can't. How can you direct your life if you're looking at the past and looking at the boat, going what, where you've been? Where you've been doesn't even exist anymore. The only thing that exists is where you are, right here, right now. So let's add a little... Let's add a little flesh to that. If you're sitting at the back of the, that, that's your boat, and the boat is you, and you're sitting at the yeah. back of the boat looking behind you, your boat, yeah. and you don't know what's in front of you, you're not watching what's mm-hmm. in front of you, and you're mm-hmm. not able to guide it effectively. So right. that, is a, that is a really, really good analogy because that puts it into, I love visual illustrations, and that's yeah. a great visual yeah. illustration. Darty. Tell anybody who's listening today how they can get in touch with you one more time, please. Oh, please go to my website, DohertyWesley.com, or email me at Doherty, D-A-R-I-T-Y, at DohertyWesley.com. And thank you. Thank you, Susan. I love talking to you. You are such an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are so wise and so wonderful and practical. Please, please let me know when you you. can join me again. It's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. All right. You are listening to Suzanne Wyman, the Deep Psychic, connecting you to your soul. You can call me directly at 714-400-7384. And I do take phone calls. So... Call me, talk to me, tell me how I can be of service to you and how I can make a difference in your life today. And today's primary thinking is is keep your thinking positive, keep your thinking um, keep your thinking centered on what is currently going on in your life. Tomorrow will take care of itself if you take care of today. And as Doherty would tell us, you know, tame your monkey mind. Don't let it go down the path of telling you things that aren't true or asking you to think about things in the past that don't exist anymore. Stay focused, stay present, stay breathing. And please join me again next week, and thank you for being with me. It's been a great show, and I've enjoyed having you here with me. All right, bye now. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.